Welcome back to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Yes, welcome. We're so glad that you guys are here. You're leaning into your marriage and you're ready to hang out. We love that. We want to hang out with you guys. You know what? Today we're just going to start the podcast. We kind of have a funny story, something that happened to us this last week or actually two weeks ago when our daughter was here. She lives in Florida, but she came here on a business trip. So she didn't have her husband or her child with, you know, which was sad, but we got to spend time just with her yeah. that week. That was fun. Yeah. It we, was a good time. Um, I mean, when do you get a mom and a wife all by themselves yes, and yep. they're our daughter? Yep. And so we had a had a great time. We did a lot of cool things. I mean, we were busy over that weekend, plus she worked the whole weekend. But there was one particular day that we decided that we went to a couple stores and we went to Aldi. And I don't know if you guys know about Aldi. It's a grocery store where you actually have to pay a quarter for the cart. You have to pay for the bags. It's kind of small. Can maybe that, be an odd store. Yeah, that I mean, that's a cheap cart for a quarter. I <laughs> yeah, just keep yeah. bringing them home. And yeah, yeah, right. I don't know, maybe they'll catch me one yeah. day. Totally kidding. Uh, well, anyways, I had ran into Aldi. You and Samantha were in the car in the front seat. And I came out. And I went to open the car door. You had picked me up at the door. Well, I noticed when I opened the car door that there was something on that seat already. There was bags in there from our previous stop. And so I just shut the door and I went around to the other side of the car to get in that way. Yeah. And we were both in the front seat waiting for you. You probably already said that, but we're just sitting there waiting. We're deep in a conversation. We are having the time of our lives. You are. Yep. You could just tell that you were in the middle of a conversation, just enjoying each other. Well, when I shut the one door and went around the back of our car to go to the other door, all of a sudden you just drove off. Like you drove away. I did. And I was like, I was shocked. I was like, wait, he's driving away. And I'm like outside of the car. Right. And not only did you drive away, you went to the stop sign, you took a right. Yes. And you kept driving. I was like, oh no, my hands were full of bags. My phone was in my pocket. I'm like, he left me here like completely alone in the parking lot. You know, I was actually really embarrassed because the parking lot was full. And they're probably like, why did this guy pretend to pick her up and then pick her up? And then he just drove off. I mean, they probably thought we were in an argument or something. He dumped his wife off in the middle of the Aldi parking lot. Well, I don't know what happened from there. All I know is that I was sitting in the parking lot with two bags of groceries and a phone, kind of dumbfounded. So I'll let you pick up the story from there. Yeah. So when you went to, you know, open the door to go sit down and there was stuff in there, you decided to go to the other side of the car and you said, hold on a minute. And you shut the door and I thought you were saying, you know, okay, take off or whatever. <laughs> and so we were in such deep conversation. I assumed you were in the car and we took off and we <laughs> just kept talking. We got to the stop sign. We took a right. We kept talking, kept talking. And all of a sudden, I, it was like half a block away. I looked back and you were not in the back seat. I had was- left. My wife, I had totally, I was distracted and drove off and completely forgot about you and kept moving forward. And I felt horrible. Immediately, I looked back. I said, oh my gosh, mom's not in the car to our (laughs) daughter. I can't imagine what that moment was like when you realized that you drove away and I wasn't there. I don't think I've ever left anybody in the parking lot of a store, but I did this time and I'm so sorry, but it's kind of funny actually. It's funny now at the time I was kind of like a little frustrated, a little embarrassed and then wondering what in the world were you thinking? And then why did it take you so long to realize that I wasn't in the car? I I wasn't thinking by the way, I was talking, I was distracted. I know we had some really good laughs over that. My daughter just thought it was the funniest thing and she was part of the problem. She was one of the distractions. We love her so much and you guys are in a deep conversation. So you guys, why, why is this story relevant? Why do we feel like we need to tell the story? Well, 
honestly, we talked about that a little bit more throughout the week. And we realized that sometimes in marriage, we can get so distracted where we don't see the other person. We all of a sudden like, hey, they're gone. Or we've slowly removed them from our life, maybe mentally or emotionally, just because of the distractions. And our marriage is suffering because of that. And the distractions could be, you know, things that are really, really good. We're on a mission where, you know, I've got our daughter in our front seat and I'm going to drive you home with the groceries. And good thing. You're a great sport because we got back there and you weren't angry or mad. You no, were just kind of embarrassed and laughing your head laughing, off. Yep. But, you know, in life and in marriage, the distractions, again, could be good, but also can be not so good right? things. Yes. Things that are terrible distractions that yeah. destroy our souls and destroy our marriages. I also think it's relevant because we have to be aware that this could happen to our marriage. We've seen it happen to many other couples. And we're going to go through a list of distractions that we have seen happen to other couples where it's really affected their marriage. But we can get distracted by everything in life so much so that we may leave our spouse behind like you did, you know, that day, you know, in the grocery, uh, in the groceries or parking lot. Or one day we might wake up and our spouse, maybe they're not there anymore. Maybe they're, you know, the side of the bed is just empty they have left. And it might be because we got distracted and forgot them. And they started to realize that they were kind of left in a parking lot, metaphorically, Mm -hmm. you know, where they're like, wait, my spouse left me, drove off. I'm going to go and restart my life. Or you know what's even worse is when both couples are so distracted and both of them leave each other and they realize maybe five, 10 years down the road that they're emotionally disconnected, completely mentally separated. Like they live in the same house, but they're completely separate, which is sad. And again, that's something that can happen quite often if you're not continually working on your marriage. Yeah. And a really great piece of advice that comes from the former prime minister of England who needed to remain undistracted during one of the world's worst times in history during World War II when the Nazis were trying to take over the world and they were killing people. Uh, this great prime minister said something that really helps us all to be not distracted. This is a great quote by Winston Churchill. He said this, you will never reach your destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. It's a funny quote, but it totally makes sense. If we're distracted by so many things, we're never actually going to get to our destination. So what is that in marriage? What are the things that we are constantly stopping and taking our eyes off of our spouse and focusing on someone else? Yeah. And of course, he's speaking about all the different things in life and maybe leadership. But I think if you dig into what he's talking about here, there's something profound. Uh, When you think of a dog that's barking, that's showing teeth and maybe coming at you in a way that could be kind of like evil that's chasing Mm, you down or something that's intimidating you or trying to pull you and drag you. Dog will drag off a dead body. Well, that's what distractions in marriage can be like. And so he's like, don't stop. Don't let them distract you. Just keep moving. Uh, The noise is a noise, but move on. You know, so when we're talking about distractions, we can come up with quite a few things. And some of these things that we came up, they're not necessarily bad things. But sometimes we can engross ourselves so much in these things where completely we lose focus of our spouse. Yeah, some distractions that we can think of are jobs. I mean, we all got to work hard. Yeah, we we got to make yeah. money. We have to provide for our families and we got to eat yep. and stay warm and be able to drive cars. And of course, there's the kids. 
kids are a blessing. They're amazing, they're great, but yeah. they can be a distraction to marriage if they become an idol. There are many parents in our world today that worship their mm-hmm. children and want their children to have a, a perfect life and they neglect their yeah. marriage and, and yeah, their marriage falls absolutely, apart. Yep. And this is especially hard when kids are little and they require a hundred percent, you know, you have to meet every one of their needs. It Your distractions, you're, they're a good distraction, but as you're meeting their needs, it definitely takes a lot of extra time and energy. And this one's definitely not bad. It's a lot of fun. I mean, we have many hobbies, don't we, Don? We do, you yes. and I love we to love active. be active and have fun Trying and laugh yep. and, you know, have adventures. But hobbies sometimes can, we can obsess over our hobbies. I mean, I know somebody who has spent maybe $100,000 on his hobby and then he's, you know, had so much focus on that hobby that at times he's neglected mm-hmm. his wife. And I've heard him, his wife talk about it and him talk about it and he admits it now and it's so good that he sees that that definitely helps me remember one of our first marriage seminars that we were speaking at travis and a gentleman came up to you with tears in his eyes about halfway through and he's like you know what i realized that my hunting has become my idol or my god and my wife is not in the picture much anymore and he hunting it was it started out as a small hobby but it became everything to him and he had to completely reprioritize his life yeah, when we think of distractions, we also think of just selfishness or self-absorption. And really what that is, is it's me. Where you're or, always thinking it, about yeah, yourself. I'm thinking yep. about me and I'm not thinking about my spouse. And I can get distracted with trying to please Travis or trying to give Travis everything that he wants. But then I've forgotten about you, Don. Yep. I've forgotten about my spouse or my marriage commitments. And then there is something that maybe you know we don't do, but it happens and it could be biological but uh, mental health issues. Yeah, anxiety, depression, bipolar, just different things that people struggle with. Even, you know, eating disorders, there's certain mental health issues that can definitely be a huge distraction. Yes, you have to go through them. You have to resolve them. You want to make sure that you're, you're mentally strong, but it can be a big distraction because oftentimes your eyes are very focused on yourself at that moment trying to become strong. Yeah, and so taking care of it, dealing with it, going to a therapist, getting medication, doing whatever it takes, but certainly uh, being aware that that can be a huge distraction and then all of a sudden the spouse feels neglected and then, of course, there are addictions and addictions are kind of like that dog that's barking and we're throwing rocks at it and we think that it's important because it draws us in, but really it's a distraction distraction from God and from our spouse. Yeah, but addictions, just alcohol, drugs, pornography, gambling. There's so many different things that people can be addicted to. And it becomes like, that's all they want. It becomes a huge distraction. Yeah. And I can think of an A-list actor. I just read an article about him. He was talking about why his marriage fell apart. And he's kind of doing this article, this interview to describe what it was like when he was married and even right after he was married. And he admitted that he became obsessed with alcohol Mm -hmm. and that that was a huge piece that led to him struggle in so many ways, but certainly negatively impacted his life and his marriage. If we look into our own marriage, we can tell you there's been times that we have been distracted. I know when our kids were little, I was very distracted. And then even as they got older and they were in sports and different things where I'm driving them here and there, they were a huge distraction. I had to make sure that I was spending quality 
time with you. There was a time also when you started a church. You were a church planter. And man, that took tons of energy and time. You were actually finishing your master's degree at the exact same time. <laughs> and I was a bit distracted. Oh my word, yeah. life was busy. And I remember there's times where like, we have to stop. We have to like refocus on our marriage mm. because the distractions were so big and that's all we could see. I went to college later on in life and my college, that was a distraction for me because I was so focused on getting that degree. I was so focused on getting my papers done and turning in my homework that it was a big distraction. And again, we had to reevaluate over and over again, say, stop, we can't, that can't be our priority. Yeah. And I think the point of this episode isn't that distractions are all bad. We've already said that they can be really, really good things, but it's in the midst of the distractions that we don't want to leave our spouse behind. That's why this episode is titled how you will know you left your spouse behind. Okay. So we talked about what it looks like, like, how are you going to know? Well, for me and our daughter, we were driving along got half a block away, looked back and I hit the brake, slammed on him. And I'm like, oh my gosh, mom's not here. Yep. You physically could tell that I wasn't there because I was not in the car. We could tell could see, an yeah. empty seat. So some quick things, ways that you can tell in a marriage when you've left your spouse behind because of distractions. One would be you're emotionally and mentally detached and unengaged. And it literally could be like the empty seat in the car where you do almost nothing together anymore. Like you're just so detached emotionally and mentally. It could be that the love is gone and you just have absolutely no feeling for them. And it's not like you're having an off week where you're in love one week and not the next, and then you're in love the next. It's like it hasn't been there in six months or a year. That could be a big problem. Another way to know if the backseat is empty or, you know, if you you know left or have been distracted is you would rather spend time with people other than your spouse. Everyone else looks more appealing. You'd rather spend that time with them. And lastly, you no longer ask or look for their input, nor do you want it. You really don't care what they think or how they feel. You're just kind of living your own life, doing your own thing. Yeah, and it could be that you're repulsed by them. Like, not only do you not want their input, you just don't want them to talk. You just don't want to be around them. And I would certainly add to just the spiritual side that you've erased God from your life. And once God's gone, then you might not be honoring your marriage in the way that God would have wanted you to honor it. I think it's important to remember, though, if you're fully distracted and maybe this is separating you in your marriage, doesn't necessarily mean that you might not like the person anymore. You might just emotionally be detached from them or just physically not around them. And you can bring that back. It just takes time and you got to work at it. Well, what does that look like when it comes to our faith? Well, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says this, Stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Then it gives us advice. It says, stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Mm -hmm. That's what, you know, being distracted, he's saying, look, don't get distracted when it comes to your faith or the evil one who's a roaring lion. And so we have to stand firm. We've got to be alert. We've got to be strong. And you can apply those same concepts that we're talking about with faith to our marriage. Again, I think they're just completely uh, tied together. You cannot separate them. It's funny because I think going back to just the car incident where you left me at Aldi in the parking lot, You just weren't alert. In that moment, you weren't alert. You weren't aware of your surroundings. You were just completely distracted in a conversation. So again, just stay alert. I love that verse. We just need to do that with everything in life, but especially 
in our marriage. Before we end, I just think I need to tell you that I forgive you for leaving you me in the parking lot at Aldi. <laughs> well, I kind of could now. tell that yeah. you forgave me when you got back in the car, yeah. but no, that's good. I'm glad you did. And I know you didn't do it on purpose, but well, hey, we just want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember guys, you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time. <laughs>